Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production System. Check out evergreenpodcast.com for diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative programs with a wide range of lifestyle programming. Our network features entertaining shows and highly creative uh, uh, highly creative shows with great production values and quality. This show tonight going to be a little different. We've got a lot of guests. We have some pers- uh, people in uh, in person. We're live at pole position in Grimes, Iowa. Tony, what, for our listeners' benefit, is pole position? Uh, pole position is an indoor karting center that we are fortunate enough to be friends with the owner, right. Mark Bunnell, who's standing behind you. I don't know what he's trying whoa, to do. Whoa. But, uh, no, uh, we uh, a lot of fun. I, I typically spend more time here in the winter than I do the summer, and it's a, it's a place for... Uh, Oh, Mark's carrying a, a switchblade. That's it's, different. Uh, so <laughs> never we're, been uh, held at knife point while on air. But it's pretty neat what he has going on. It's it's. Uh, we'll let him get on here and it's talk very about popular. it. But there's a bunch of champions from all over, um, different different uh, disciplines of racing. We'll talk about them in a moment. I yep. do want to let you know that PJ Duran is back in town from New York. Tony Inc. back in town. From uh, the Loretta Lynn's Ed Camp helping us set up the show. As always, Mark Bunnell will be joining us here momentarily. I do want to welcome, uh, uh, or excuse me, thank Jack and Leanne DeLeon for helping assist last week in getting that show uh, put together and making it sound as good as it did. Tony, guests on the program as we make our way through the next two hours. Yeah, we're going to talk to John Grew, who he uh, won. He took second place behind Mike brown in the plus 40 and then he he owned the plus 50 class this guy i tell you what he's he just doesn't seem to age i don't get it and he and you know what you look at his style and you're like he's not going that fast and that's loretta's is a tough gig and he's got as many laps around that thing as it's just about anybody and he's got a ton of titles and he took home some more so he's going to be on also grant baylor who's currently 11th overall in the standings the xc1 class in the gncc um he has won some national enduros and he, uh, this year, and he also is second overall in the Kenda National Enduro Series. So uh, Grant Baylor is always a lot of fun to talk to. And then he's part of the KTM group. And then uh, Mike Brown, who I raced with him. Well, we lined up next to each other, I should say. He's on a different level. But he raced the Senior 40 class. A lot of people give him a hard time about racing and, and at an amateur level again. And I don't really care. I think it's great. I think it um, as a guy that's racing in the plus 40, I think it it only um, you know validates what we're doing down there and how difficult it is and and it's and it was a lot of fun hanging out with Brown. He's a good guy. So Mike Brown will be on. Also Barry Carson, who's a longtime Suzuki rider. He uh, he rounded out the podium in the Senior Forty class behind uh, Jonathan Groove. So 
uh, Barry Carson. He's he also got second in the Masters 50 class. Former pro motocross, Supercross star. Um, he's accumulated quite a quite a few top ten finishes in pro races. And uh, if you guys remember back in the day, we had um, in, Moto Inside the Outdoors. There was a feature on him when he when he blew a tire in his camper and it like put a hole in his shower. You guys remember that episode? It's just it's just funny. So I I had a couple blowouts on the way home from Loretta's this week, and it made me think of Barry. And and then uh, yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this guy on. So I sent him a text and. And so that'll be our show for the, for today. And then also, um, Mark Bunnell's sitting next to me. Mark, you've you've got an event here. You've got a killer facility out here, man. Talk talk about the facility just a little bit, if you would. Um, pole position in Grimes, right off of 141, and then the event that you have going on today. I think, Tony, we've been here six years, and um, we have a 40,000-square-foot indoor karting facility. Uh, our karts go up to 45 miles an hour. We have karts for juniors as small as 48 inches tall. And um, we, we've been doing it a long time. We run a race every 10 minutes uh, on the weekends and open racing every day of the year. Uh, so the event we have tonight is, is what's called Race with the Champions. So what I did is I invited champions from uh, all kinds of different things, dirt trucks, uh, 360 Sprint Invaders from Australia. Wow. I've got, I've got IMCA champions, Lucas Off-Road champions, a Baja 500 champion who's you, but you're not going to race because you got to do the show. Yeah, I get it. Um, we've got some of our own league champions, and we've got uh, Litton Jeffrey from Australia, 410 Sprint Car champion, Dylan Book, who's the IMCA Rookie of the Year in 2009. He's won a couple of our leagues. He races. Uh, he's champions at three different tracks. Uh, Aaron Olson, who's our very first league racer back in 2014. Oh, cool. And he's he's here. He still races with us. Is he Kate, good? What's yeah, his lifetimes? Oh, yeah uh 17s he's gonna be well into the 17s yeah so that's better than me kate kate higday he's a 305 sprint car racer everybody knows kate from battle at the barn he's a cart uh, racer for years um mason mitchell he's from arca he's an arca champion here from west des moines he were he grew up racing motocross at my motocross yep, tracks and then went into actually freaking nascar it was pretty awesome to watch that yeah that kid he's a good he's he's a good racer uh and uh mike houseman 305 sprint car uh, champ so it's going to be a great race tonight um next week we actually have something i know you're, you're going to be interested in because you sometimes complain about the weight difference and the speed <laughs> and so do i being a 225 pound guy but next week we're having a thing called king of the cart where everybody that's limited to 24 people and then uh you'll we'll run eight people at a time and it'll be four sets of two and you'll wear the light-weighted person will wear a weight vest to match their opponent. That's so awesome. So it's dual elimination, and then halfway through the 14-lap race, we'll stop and switch carts. So you truly, it's not going to be the cart. It's not going to be the weight My to complain butt. about, right? Yeah. So you're all going to race the same carts. Yep. And then the best lap of each one, the winner goes into the winners bracket. Loser goes into a losers bracket, and then at the end of the losers bracket, the top two guys get to come back in. And uh, so it's a double elimination like That's they do. That's cool. Yeah, we've got a lot of things going on. We have this month we have uh, every Tuesday night something competitive. Tuesday night, uh, the 20th, we have an amateur open, which is uh, op- open for people who have not raced any of our competitive events or only one, uh, one time. So we want to get our leagues up and running and do a little better with leagues. 
Um, we normally get 8 to 16 on leagues. We'd like to get that up to 20 to 24, so we have have heats of both amateurs and a pro league going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do corporate events, Christmas parties, birthday parties, bachelor bachelorette parties. We've done a we've had two, believe it or not, we've had two uh, um, wakes here. Two what? Wakes or visitations for people right? that have passed. Oh, really? Yeah, like that a little love, celebration, love carding, of, yeah. yeah, and they come and do do it here. We've had a couple of those. Uh, we've actually had a wedding here once. <laughs> there um, it is. Yeah, weddings and wakes. You've you've covered the gamut, my friend. <laughs> I got it all covered. <laughs> but you know, we've been doing this a long time, and uh, we average about a hundred thousand customers a year. Jeepers. Um, we've we've done over five thousand events, corporate events. Um, the cool thing is we're in the process of uh, next week on the 13th, I'll I apply for our liquor license with the city. So we'll be able to, you can, after you get done racing, after, Tony, after. A little bench racing. After you get done racing, you can uh, have, a, have a couple of drinks. So, I think he should, I mean, I realize there's probably like a liability issue and uh, safety concerns. But a little bit. Maybe we should rethink about the afterwards <laughs> part. Maybe. <laughs> Make it interesting. You know? uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. That's that's a whole bunch of not happening. So yeah. t- tell me what. So you you've and obviously if anybody doesn't know, Mark's a good friend of mine, and he's he is uh, responsible for running a lot of the uh, motocross races that I I raced on as a kid growing up around here. He ran Adele and and Sandcastle and tons of fair races where I made a good chunk of money every week or sometimes twice a week. He would have tracks and. We would show up for and and um, so now your passion obviously is is uh, karting and you ha- you run this place. Um, now I'll be clear, my passion is still motocross. No, I get that, but I'm but okay, I love well, karting also. But you love karting and yeah. and uh, way more than I do. I do enjoy it and it is awesome. But you you do this day in and day out and and you you run a race every ten minutes. I couldn't. I couldn't run my motocross track like that every time. It's taxing on me. Well, here's I mean, what I tell people. I tell them when they ask me about my business, I say it's like running a motocross race every day. Yeah. Every class is a C-class, <laughs> and every rider is riding one of your bikes. So as a promoter. Sounds and, brutal. Yeah, and the only reason I quit promoting races is because you picked up the torch. And oh, well. that's why I retired. Well, I, that and I lost. Mike Hayes died. You want it back? My referee, no. Sounds like it'd be very difficult to get. Yeah. 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 Anybody. Yeah. Anyone. Please. Yeah. Somebody run a race. Yeah. I, actually, you know, and, and the reason I started running races is because back in uh, 91, we were down to two tracks running yep. in Iowa. So I started, you know, with a borrowed tractor and, and, and I'm not kidding, $1,000. Yeah. Went to a fair board took videos of Jeff Ward racing and told them a story about how I was going to have these races and how they were going to make money and, and, uh, came true. Yeah. You know, I was down at uh, Loretta's this week and, and, uh, I met with Alex Hunter from the AMA and and I talked to my friend Ron Henson from uh, Henson Clutches and, uh, and a few other people. And we were just talking about the end, the motocross industry and, and, you know, and we're working twice as hard to make the same money or less um in in motocross and it's not just as a racetrack owner it's parts and it's it's bikes and everything and and what you know we're we're talking about the b class and i said the 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 price of motorcycles has priced has has priced out so many people and you know and i've been beating that drum on the show for long as i can remember yeah and you're probably sick of hearing it but not at all but but ron brought up something 
that was really interesting. He said, you know, it isn't just the price of bikes. It's <clears throat> those kids that were on mini bikes or would have been on mini bikes in 2009, 10, when everybody took a hit. Mm-hmm. They got out of the sport and they didn't come back. Yep. And they ain't coming back. And, and the so kids aren't racing. The kids ain't racing because they, they, their parents didn't get them in bikes or they sold their bikes or whatever. So it's going to take a while to heal from that and we'll never see the numbers. But it's just interesting to, to, uh, you know, to have that perspective. I didn't really think about that. You know, it isn't just the fact that price motorcycles are eight grand now or whatever they cost, but eight. Yeah. Got, but the guys who were on their way up. There's, you lost a whole. I mean, you lost a whole class of riders, is what you're talking about. We did. Tony, we lost a whole generation of riders, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That and the lead, the lead thing. It did that happen. happen. It didn't happen. It wasn't that long though. The lead thing only it was only yeah, like a season. It, it was yeah, bad press. It. it was at a bad time. It was. Yeah, it was. couldn't have happened at it was a worse time. Worst time. Yeah, yeah, and we lost a lot of dealers because of all of these things. And one thing, you know, I've been an AMA congressman for I think going on almost 20 years, and uh, I've worked with the AMA, and I've. I've got a couple of proposals that we've worked on off and on. One of them is a, a $2,500 or $2,900 Target 50cc motorcycle that is somewhat uh, more advanced than a PUW, but not to the point of some of the other models. RMs uh, or YZs, you know, something yeah, in the in-between ground. Somewhere in between. And then we've also worked on with the manufacturers. And I want to tell you, all the manufacturers are, are – on board with both of these ideas the second thing that we've worked on the last four or five years is a five thousand dollar two-stroke 250 spec class dude i'm telling you right now you'd kill it if we could sell them Mm -hmm. suzuki needs to take their tooling to taiwan or china or somewhere and make it super cheap on the rm 250 because it was the best two-stroke it would be so good so good i think they all they all could feasibly do it um you know, I would I, I would want it at least to be liquid cooled, so it'd be somewhat a little more reliable. But I think if we can hit that five to fifty five hundred dollar price point, which is half of what a bike is now. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if it was fifteen year old technology, I mean, I maybe couldn't ride my nineteen eighty six Kajiva as fast as I can ride my two thousand fourteen yeah Yamaha, but it's I'd be very close. Did I saw close. this guy down at. Uh... Not me. I'm way better on my 450 Honda from Stormlink. Um, I saw this guy in the 50 class uh, riding a – he's a really good rider. But down at Loretta's this week, he was riding like a 1980-something or other CR250. I saw that too. You know, And another thing that awesome. I, I saw that I think has kind of not helped our sport is, you know, there's the saying, if you win at Loretta's, you take your bike home in a box. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen several posts – with totally disassembled 50cc motorcycles. There was three kids I heard cheating, or or their parents were cheating. So they, there was there was a guy that said I'm I am protesting the top ten, or something like that. And turns out three of them were at, were actually breaking the rules. Yeah, and I get that, but I think it it sends a bad image to me to the that you could expect that. You know what I mean? We've all had issues. Thirty percent of them were though. Yeah. No. Yeah, maybe that maybe that'll fix it. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. You know, I, that's what I always said is, uh, you know, the couple of years that I qualified for Loretta's and didn't actually go in the four-stroke class, which now I wish I would have. Yeah. Um, but I said, I told the AMA, as an AMA congressman in a meeting, I said, I'm going to win Loretta's. And they're like, yeah, you're 40 years old at the time or whatever. You're not going to win that four-stroke class. 
I said, yeah, I am. I'm going to protest everybody in front of me for the sound because <laughs> nobody enforces the sound limit. And at that time, it was 102 dBs. I was riding a Husaberg that was actually pretty quiet compared to a lot of the other what the other people were riding. And I think, you know, I think it's it's a good sport and, and I love it. And I I wish I could do it right now, other than not having insurance. Um, but I do try to ride two or three times a year. As a matter of fact, I've raced with almost everyone on this list that you have here most of my life. Yeah, you know? John and, yeah. and Barry and Mike. And, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, and I just I think the sport is always going to be great. It's always going to be strong to me, but I think it needs a little bit lower price point. And yeah. we all agree on that. Right? Yeah. No, no one's ever said, no, they need to be this expensive. Tony, you have been beating this drum for a while. No one's ever stepped up and said, but you know what, man? an OEM or anyone, and, but they're not moving any moving the ball in the right direction either. We haven't seen. I spent twenty grand to go to Loretta's. Yeah, it was twenty k, and and you did it in your own camper, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did it. Yeah, well, and you didn't have a diesel pusher. And <laughs> to be fair, I I did. I had a I had a diesel truck pulling a thirty eight foot fifth wheel ridiculous camper that I have, and then I had. Dylan driving my Sprinter van behind it, pulling my side by side with a trailer, because I wanted everything there. I did, and I stayed in a hotel. <laughs> so that's my boy. But Weisco paid for that's the why hotel I go on trips with you. Yeah, <laughs> it was really nice to have a shower as soon as I got done racing, and and then uh, and we, cell phone access. We grilled, and yeah, it was it was awesome. And then at home, then at night, we went back to the hotel, and Sarah and Charlotte flew in midweek, and that was nice, and. It was yeah, actually I had a really good time. How far away is the hotel from Loretta's? Uh, where we stay, it's down on the interstate. It's only about ah ten minutes or so. And there's no big good, deal. There's a really good barbecue place there. Of course, I'm, I'm totally into that. You know, Rochelle's, and then uh, the log cabin. That kind of sucks, actually, the food there. But Rochelle's is so busy. Sometimes you go to the log cabin. So there's like there's air conditioning and restaurants and and cell phone service and like you know what I mean. A pool, which I never. I never swam. There's a pool at the track too, but I didn't. But there's swim always that. some, also something pretty cool about re- getting done racing, watching the races, and walking into your camper and being done too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah for sure. But when it's when it's bedtime, you know, if you got anybody else in the camper, the thing moves around or whatever, and it's just we'll just I'm, ask him not to have sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> one way. <laughs> oh, on that note, we better take a break. <laughs> it was a joke. All right, uh, we are actually going to take a break. I do want to thank. Um, some of our great sponsors, including Race Tech, and they did a great job for me down there. Big high five to Wyatt and Checkers at Race Tech. Uh, they they were down there, and after my motors, they came over and talked to me. And if you're part of the Race Tech family, you really are part of the family. And and uh, uh, for nearly 30 years, Race Tech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. You can visit their website at racetech.com. Jack, we're going to take a break if you're ready. And uh, we'll be back with more with uh, Mark Bunnell and team here at Pole Position and Grimes. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. There's more. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.